Going Down to South Park is brought to you by the Four Finger Discount Network. <laughs> What's so funny, you two? <laughs> we gave you guys herpes. What, what, what? You did this? We got you back for getting us sick. We had a prostitute use your toothbrushes and stuff. I can't believe you gave us herpes, you little rascals. Well, I guess it serves us right. Kids, we should have been honest about wanting you to get chicken pox. It's true. We were wrong for deceiving you about it. Hey, how come you don't have sores on your lips, ma? Oh, I have them somewhere else, Poopykins. Hooray! Kick ass! Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we always have ourselves a time. We're here with the first episode of 2023. It's an episode where we get to laugh at some kitties being unwell. It is Chicken Pox. I am Dando. I am Guy. And uh, yes, it's always fun to see children in various states of unhealth and disease. You're a big fan of going to the child's hospital and just laughing and pointing your finger and laughing, aren't you, Mr. Davis? Uh, pretty much. Well, I, I used to do that, but uh, yes, now I've got the restraining order, so it makes life a little more difficult. Yeah, but you like a challenge, though, so... Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, James Khan, apparently. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> if you watch All's Fair and Oven War of the Simpsons in season 16. <laughs> and by the way, yes, if you want to hear our recap of season 16 of The Simpsons, uh, by all means, tune into a four-finger discount. We just yes. recorded our uh, season 16 recap where Dando and I try to pick each other's brains and figure out what we liked and disliked about the season that was. The top 10 episodes of season 16 available now. You can find the link for Four Finger Discount in the description of this podcast. But, Mr. Davis, we are here to discuss chicken pox. What did you think of this one, Mr. Davis? <laughs> I've got a few good laughs out of this one, absolutely. Uh, as, as is the case with episodes and uh, that you're revisiting many, many years after the fact. It's like, oh, and I've, we've said this so many times. It's the episode with that. <laughs> and this is that episode with that. There was a lot in here that I hadn't, uh, uh, that I'd forgotten was, was part of this episode. But then, oh, and then you start giggling. But it's like, in the ghetto. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, is, this is the episode. the greatest thing, isn't it? <laughs> that is just marvellous. That is a real highlight of this episode for me. I'm, we're, we're not going to jump ahead to our favourites just yet, but certainly. Well, it's no secret. It's definitely my, one of my favourites. Like, it's just, in the ghetto. You <laughs> sing the whole. I mean, he's got yeah. a lovely. <laughs> the fact that he even knows the words. <laughs> but uh, it's funny the whole chicken pox party thing, right? I'm not sure if this is an actual thing, but this is an episode that I watched from a different perspective this time. I watched it from the adult's perspective, being a father. Mm. So when I was a kid watching this one, I was like, eh, I don't want to get chicken pox. Why am I? Because I remember as a kid it being a thing. My, when I got chicken pox, my mum made me have a bath with my sister when we were like four and two or whatever. So my sister yeah. would get chicken pox. It was just a thing people did. I don't know. People still do still do this. I haven't heard anyone say. I think none of Elliot's friends or anyone that we know of who has kids in our circle, none of them have got chicken pox yet. So it hasn't no. really come up. But are people still doing chicken pox parties in 2023? I'm not too sure. I don't know about chicken pox parties. Were people doing COVID parties for kids at some stage? They, we've got neighbours that were doing it. It was just, it made me very angry. Mm. <laughs> because they weren't telling people. They were just doing it. And it's like, and then you go into the supermarket. You fuck yeah. it. And anyway, let's not get into, we don't want to get into COVID. No, Speak, no, no, no. One, we're not one, getting one, into, one thing about no. COVID though. I think you and I, as Patreon exclusives, they're available now on Paramount Plus. Let's do the COVID specials as Patreon exclusives. South Park. Oh. Let's do it. I started watching it last night. Funny stuff. But uh, but yes, it's similar to the thing where people were doing COVID parties. But chicken pox parties. I just remember this. I specifically remember hearing my mum say because when you if you get too old, you get chicken pox, you get sick. So it's better to have one mm. kid because you can't get it again. And I was like. I think you can get it again. It's just very unlikely you'll get <laughs> like, it again. Yeah. But I, I, I can tell. I feel if well, it feels like watching this that Trey and Matt were coming from the perspective of it's stupid to do this. But mm. they also threw in both sides of the equation where Sheila just kept saying, "I'm just trying to do what I think's best. I'm going by the by what I've been told is the thing to do." But I think the overall vibe of this episode was that don't do this, people. Don't don't make your kids get chicken pox. Were they parents at this time? I'm not too sure. I think. I wonder I don't if there so, were no. parents at the time whether they would have that perspective. I don't know. But what's your thoughts on the whole thing from someone who's a uh, a non-father? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, something that um, strikes me about the way uh, Matt and Trey sort of tackle issues is, yeah, occasionally I'll have malicious characters who behave badly just because they're dicks. But often you've got people who just behave in a wrong fashion because they're ignorant. And, you know, they're doing it out of uh, 
it comes from a place of love. Yeah, they mean well, but as as you often say, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I, no, I think they really enjoy sort of poking fun at that at that ignorance of you know, usually when it's backed up with, no, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right thing. You know, I don't know how prevalent Doctor Google was at this stage. Probably not. But ninety eight. You know, I wouldn't you get, say so. No. <laughs> no, you get so many people who are like, no, I've done the research. <laughs> like, what kind of research have you done? You Google. And you didn't even say that now. I did research. Oh, what research? Oh, I watched a doctor on YouTube. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I'll certainly um, take your take your word of that over you know someone who's been to medical school for seven years and then practices for another seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they do all that because mm. they want to fuck you over. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> they, watch, they do all that hard work because they want to make you sick. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think, yeah, they like to skewer a bit of uh, well-meaning, well-intentioned ignorance, and I think they did that very, very well with this episode. Yeah, definitely. Plus, we also had tackling the rich-poor culture of the US, which is still just as prevalent mm. today as it was back in 1998, yeah, 1998 when this aired. But what I loved about it was that you had Gerald and Stuart, so Kenny's father... And Stan's father, oh, sorry, Kyle's mm. father. And Kyle's father's perspective at the time was, well, th- th- this has to be the way. This is how the world works, Kyle. Mm. And then when he explains it and realises the way his son takes it and spins <laughs> it and essentially turns into Hitler, he's like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't what? be like this. <laughs> well, like, what I, I just like the way he, he, he laughs when Kyle's like, well, shouldn't we just give half our food to Kenny's family? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Kyle, we have a lot to learn about the world, son. <laughs> But something that's also really good about the episode is that, you know, Gerald realises, oh, shit, my way of thinking is flawed here and I've passed it on to my kid. The show is kind of realistic enough to avoid having some wrap-up scene where, you know, Gerald goes to Kyle and says, well, you know, it shouldn't really be this way and blah, blah, blah. Because everyone's kind of, they're all locked in the in the same trap. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to sound like a real you know, first year undergrad here. Like, they're all trapped in, the, they're all, you know, locked in the trap of capitalism, man. You can't get out of it. You know, but you are, you, you are part of the system. And I mean, it's pretty tough to sort of break away from that, particularly, you know, if the system is doing all right by you as well. So it would be... It's easier to pretend hip, it Hypocritical <laughs> and disingenuous of Parker and Stone to put words into, into Gerald's mouth who say, well, you know, this is the solution to that problem and you really shouldn't be doing it that way because like... No, people who benefit from this, they're not going to. They're they not going to quit. Really, most of most of them don't really do that much. <laughs> not really. No, that's why it's yeah. As you pointed out, it's very funny. It was like, well, why don't we just give some, you know, give half our food to you know, Bobbil? Oh no, because, yeah. <laughs> no child, no. But there was also a great line in that moment where he says something on the lines of, "And they're happy the way they are." Like just yeah, don't, everybody don't, knows their plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they know. They, they they know where they are. They're, they're happy. It's like are they though? <laughs> are they? <laughs> but yeah, I thought they handled that very very well. We'll get into that in more detail obviously soon. But I also liked getting back to the the parents and trying to do good by getting their kids sick. Um, but they're not trying to get their kids sick. They want they're trying to get them chicken pox so they don't get sick later yeah. on because you know they've heard rumors. You know, there's this circling mm-hmm. and all the mothers. I, I did love the mothers meeting by the way at um at Kyle's house, but. <laughs> I liked how they had the moment with Mr. Garrison and he gives the papers, right? And Stan says, oh, what, what, what do I have to do this for? I'm sick. And um, Sharon says to, to Stan, I, I know it seems like it's harsh at the time, but you look back and realize it was for your own good. And that's sort of the overall theme of the episode. So mm. like, we, we look back now, when we were kids, right? We thought teachers were mean. What are you giving his homework for? We look back now and we go, you should have given us more because I still don't know shit. <laughs> you know? But you, you, you respect your teachers as you get older. You realise they're doing it for your benefit. But when you're a kid, you're like, fucking homework? What am I doing fucking homework for? Yeah. And I think you also gain respect for teachers as you get older because you realise, holy shit, kids are monsters. You know, <laughs> dealing with one kid is bad enough. Dealing with a whole classroom of them, you know, trying to, you might as well have a chair and a whip. It's like being a lion tamer. There is no better word <laughs> to describe children than monsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you're a fan of everything we do here at Going Down to South Park, you can support the show on Patreon, where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. All right, 
what was your favourite moment of Chickenpox, Mr. Davis? In the gear, well, that is that's, that's honestly absolutely. one of my favourite moments of the series to date. I just that, like <laughs> you were saying, not just singing that part, but just the, every word. Yeah, <laughs> the whole song, uh-huh. and it was, it was almost like Cartman bracing himself for going to the ghetto, well, it, well, <laughs> like, like a pep talk. Something that I dug was you know that. Kenny's house is literally on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, and they do this in The Simpsons, actually, in Bart versus Thanksgiving, where mm. Bart goes to the other side of the tracks after he leaves home. Yeah, yeah it's it's Simpsons. It's been it. done time and time again before, but it's never it's never not funny. Mm. But also, I mean, pretty much anything Cartman's done is, is is very very funny. Just I love his sounds of satisfaction when he sort of when he in sinks into the bath. Of, oh yeah, yes. of, of, of of calamite. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's a. <laughs> I mean, he's really one of the great comic creations of the twentieth slash twenty first century. Hundred percent. And I don't think I don't think he quite gets the credit that it's. It's almost like everyone just goes, "Oh, it's just Cartman." But the actual respect of the character and Trey Parker and Matt Stone for creating you, of course. But mm. the impact that character has and what he's he was able to achieve, what the, what yeah. those two guys were able to achieve using that character is massive. Yeah, and I mean it's. It, it's a double-edged sword in some ways because, you know, he's become the fan favourite in so many ways. But, you know, at the same time, he's the most evil little kid on Earth doing so many, so many terrible things. Well, it's almost like he's the character that you can believe would do... You, you, you can buy into him doing anything. It's almost like, yeah. oh, we need someone to do something outlandish. Who can we get to do it? You're going to believe Cartman yeah, would do it. We really want to push this idea, and it's a very extreme idea, you know, it wouldn't make sense for Stan or Kyle to do this. There are certain ideas where it does make sense for Stan or Kyle to do it. But, you know, if you really want to push something for maximum comedic effect or maximum shock value or whatever, it's like, well, yeah, Carmen's your man. He's your go-to guy for that. So, yeah. yeah, but just on a pure basic level, and I remember saying, you know, when we did our um, Last Temptation of Homer revisit with, uh, with our man Charlie Clawson, uh, talking about how... Yeah, you know, a funny voice is just a joy unto itself, <laughs> and um, that's all yeah, South just, Park is—just funny voices. <laughs> yeah, just on pure. Oh, that's, that's, that's not all the show yeah. is, but the show is filled with funny voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah you know, can take a, a medium gag and just crank up the volume on it. But just even just little things like—I mean, it's not a joke, but just sinking into a bathroom. Oh my god, it just brings a smile to your face. Um, other stuff that I don't. Well, speaking of funny voices, there's a lot of. Terence Fel- and there's one bit of Terence and Feldman here that I remembered but forgot that it came from here and it doesn't it's just one of those ones that sticks in your head it's not really a joke or anything like that but there's some bit where shock, shock horror Terence and Philip are farting yes. and I think either Terence or Philip said something like that's Tom Fuller <laughs> It goes back to the um, Not Without My Anus episode. There's parts where I'm watching that going, why am I laughing at this? I don't get it, but I'm laughing. (laughs) But it's the voice. But there's them decide, you know, one of them decide, oh, you're farting me. That's Tom Fullery. And I know they sort of played on this gag in that Not Without My Anus episode, but the delivery of cancer, (laughs) 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 cancer. (laughs) (laughs) But also the whole wrap up, which was very... You know, kind of TGIF sitcom night. Yes. You know, shows like, you know, Family Matters or... Urkel, you know, yeah. Well, Urkel, yeah. I mean, bring it all back to that. Yeah. But, you know, with the punchline at the end of like, one thing's for sure, we're all going to need a lot more calamandish. <laughs> and there'll be like a freeze frame. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like yeah. laughing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even the whole thing, like... We had a prostitute give all you guys herpes and stuff. <laughs> you little troublemakers. <laughs> you little rascals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just all that. When they when they take the piss out of, you know, traditional sitcom wrap-ups like that, I always I always really enjoy that on South Park. And, yeah. and they did it this time around. What did you what were some of your favorites? We've well, touched on most of my favorites, but I also liked and it just feels very 90s because you don't hear anyone say it anymore, but they said it a few times in this episode. When something wasn't going their way, the kids go, Weak! But like, weak was sort of like their way of saying, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> but people said that when I was a kid, I was like, ah, oh, weak. <laughs> Let's, yeah, I'm wondering how much terms like sweet and oh, weak, you know, emerge from South Park. Because I can't recall yeah. them being used that much in, you know, sort of everyday cool vocabulary no. prior to South Park. It's kind of like, remember that show Fat Pizza that we had here in Australia mm. that really played up the fully sick? 
And that's right. Yeah. I'm not sure if that gets said Stooges much. I'm, I'm well, sure there's a, there's a stereotype <laughs> of the community that still says it, but there was a point where everything was sick. Oh, that's sick. That's fully sick. Mm. Like if if it was good, it was sick. If it was awesome, it was fully sick. Fully sick. <laughs> fully. And I think it, I think we've gone around the nostalgia cycle enough times. Or the nostalgia wheel has finally turned enough. Well, sick sick's back in, or it was back in for a while. It's probably fallen back out of favor now. I haven't. I don't think I've said sick for a while. I think I feel like if I said sick, I would feel like an an you feel a like middle aged the- man trying to seem cool. <laughs> What are you doing there, lad? Skateboarding? That looks fully sick. <laughs> as long as you say it in Trey Parker Newsman voice, it doesn't matter. Then it works. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> hey, young like, lads. I love the way what that, that Trey, Trey Parker's used like, it never says, very rarely says guys like, Fellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Rollerblading, so, are you? Yes. <laughs> looks like. <laughs> looks like a, looks a, Ill. a bit of tomfoolery over there. <laughs> Good news, everyone! Yes, everyone's favourite podcast from the year 3000 has returned. It's Tales of Futurama available exclusively for four-finger discount patrons. Starting all the way back at Space Pilot 3000, we're reviewing every episode of Futurama as we sink back a cool, refreshing can of delicious slurm. So be sure to sign up today or else Bender might tell you to... Bite my shiny metal ass! Tales of Futurama, available now at patreon.com slash four-finger discount. This message proudly brought to you by the Hypnotoad. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. All right, Mr. Davis, time for some trivia. But of course, the trivia here mm. on Going Down to South Park is brought to you by our beloved patrons. And which means we're going to read out the names of those said patrons because we love them oh so dearly. If you want to get your name read out on every episode of every podcast that gets released here on the Four Finger Discount Network, you're just going to be a $5 per week subscriber to the Patreon channel. So it's only $20 per month, $5 a week. And you get your name read out on every podcast. Or if you just want to be a PayPal supporter, you don't want to sign up to Patreon, that's also fine as well. You can be a PayPal supporter. A $5 plus donation will get your name read out on the show as well. You can send those to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com. All donations, $5 or more, will get a shout out on the podcast as well. But of course, if you want to get access to all the exclusive stuff, you just got to sign up to Patreon. But Mr. Davis, let's read out the names of some of our patrons, starting with our $100 patron of the month. It's our man once again, Mr. Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index podcast. He is once again our $100 Holy patron of the month. He hosts a podcast, The Simpsons Index. If you're a fan of The Simpsons and if you grew up in the 90s, you, you're going to be... I mean, who doesn't love The Simpsons? You're going to enjoy this podcast. Guy and I were on it recently. So The Simpsons Index podcast, make sure you... You jump onto their channel, hit that subscribe button, and enjoy their audio goodness, the Simpsons Index podcast. Also, shout-outs to our man, uh, Mr. Andrew Zer, our $50 patron every month. He, subs- he supports us with $50, so thank you so much, sir. And he also chucked us $100 mm. each as a Christmas gift as well. So thank you so much, Mr. Andrew Zer, for your support. But now it's time for our $20 patron. Or do you want to have something to say, Mr. Davis, about Andrew Zer and Elliot J. O'Neill before we continue? Only that they're both lords. Yeah, absolute <laughs> absolute, absolute champions of the world. Yes. And uh, I love them both. Uh, probably more than uh, I love most things in life. <laughs> uh, also, <laughs> shout outs to our fellow $20, to, our fo- to the following $20 patrons uh, Mr. Jordan Molman Ritchie, Chris Darby, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Pete Anderson, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Thank you so much, guys, for all of your ongoing support. And also shout out to our latest member of the Four Finger Discount family, Mr. Adam Wilkinson. So don't forget, hey, guys, if you want to get your name read out on every podcast, whether it be Going Down to South Park, Talking Seinfeld, uh, The One About Friends, or Four Finger Discount, every single week, you're just going to be a $5 per week subscriber, uh, supporter of the show on Patreon. You can find a link to all that in the description of this podcast, as well as links to all of our other podcasts that we host as well here on the Four Finger Discount network but mr davis there's a lot of my first trivia question or do you want to actually you know what you say a few words about our patrons as well oh no just that they're absolute uh, legends every single one of them and you know it's just probably the best community on the internet the internet's a big place and i know that's a big claim but the four finger discount patrons cool tasteful supportive thoughtful individuals 
and uh, each and every one of them is in my cool book. Yes, honestly, guys, $1, it's all it costs to get into that group, and you can stay in there forever. $1 supporter of the show. Do it, and you will not uh, You will not regret it. All right, my first question, Mr. Davis, is what is the show that Shelley was trying to watch in the hospital? <laughs> yes, I too was going to ask you about passion cramps. Yes, remind me of passions. Remember passions of little Timmy? Uh, only my reputation. I think I maybe watched one episode and go... I think you've got to be all in on this, and I'm not really going to be all in on this. It's too weird for me, even at this stage. I remember it was just that show that was on before the, like the kids' game show that used to be on at like four o'clock in the afternoons mm. when we got home from school. Because this used to be a show hosted by a guy, I think his name was Scott McRae. I believe I've been friends with him on Facebook, but it was a show called Download, which was a big a big show when I was like going through high school in the afternoons here in Australia. Mm. I loved Download. Great show. Um, but yeah, Passions used to air before it, but he used to like Timmy, and it's like, is this a kid? Is this an adult? What's going on here? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> Tabitha and Timmy, I believe they were. Yeah, passions. Passion guys. But yeah, what's your first question? My first question is, where did Stuart and Gerald work together? Ah, uh, Pizza Place. I don't know the name of it, though. What was it? Pizza Shack. Pizza Shack. All right. My hmm. next question is, where did Gerald get his drinks from on the fishing trip? Uh, yeah, he had a six-pack of microbrewery beers from Aspen. Yes, a microbrew sampler from Aspen. Six different beers <laughs> from local breweries. and <laughs> That's very wanky. I know people that do this, and I'm just like, don't be a wanker. Just drink a fucking beer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that Stuart's drink just said beer on it. And sometimes yeah, you Dr- go to a place, and it's like, I've got friends that only drink this type of fucking pale ale and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Can you not just fucking have a... Just one beer. Just have a beer. It's okay to have a fucking beer. (laughs) Oh, no, no. It's going to be a pale ale. Fuck off. (laughs) I think if you're a real beer aficionado, maybe just, you know, do that at home. You know, enjoy enjoy a nice microbrew at the end of the day or something. Don't rub it in anybody's face. It's like, no, I'm trying a, a, you know, a a, a weird IPA or something. No, no, I'm with Dan. I piss off. Um, We're in Geelong. You know, we've got Furfies here, right? Furfies is a local brewery, right? Correct. And I was out with a few mates and I was bought around. I just bought some Furfies because I just saw Furfies, whatever, bought some Furfies. They're like, oh, did I have any pale ale? And I was like, fuck off with your pale ale. Just drink the fucking beer. I bought you a free yeah. beer. What are you complaining about? <laughs> and I'm saying this as someone who quite, like, quite likes a pale ale. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I like pale, pale ale as well. But if, if, if beer is put in front of you, just drink it. Just drink it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not too good for a furphy. No, so. no, no. Anyway, uh, or a Carlton draft or whatever. What's but your next question? Furphy, but furphy, if you are listening, you know, you got to yeah, let's of make that happen. Here. Let's make let's drink furphies every time we do a podcast. That'll be fun. That's a good idea. Let's do but it. Uh, supply by the fine people but at furphy. Hey, hey, hey furphy, we're top five in fucking iTunes. Give us some free shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My exact words in the in the email. Give us free shit now, please. Me email type good. <laughs> At which point I want to say, please. Yes. Um, my next question to you is, we were, um, what kind of video game system do they have at the McCormick House? Ah, uh, I do have the notes. It's, it's, it's comma Can't something. Look at the notes. Co- comma something. What is it? I can't find it. No, it's ColecoVision. ColecoVision. What the fuck is that? I thought that was oh, like a, a very- I thought it was like a satellite TV kind of like thing. Like ColecoVision doesn't sound like a video game system to me. No, it's an old school one along the lines of Atari or something like that. Okay, yeah. All right, then. <laughs> I, I remember, like, back in the day when we only had the Sega Master System 2, right? I remember my dad brought it home. I was like, that actually, very few moments of your childhood changed your life. That changed my life. When I got, I'd never even heard of a video game, video game system before mm-hmm. that. I was just like, what is this sorcery? But my friends, one of dad's best mates, they had the, the NES, not the Super Nintendo, but the NES, right? Mm-hmm. So they had Duck Hunt. And I still remember the first time I walked into their living room and they were playing this fucking shooting game on the TV and my, my little mind just exploded. I was like, what is going on here? I couldn't <laughs> couldn't believe it. It was just my whole world was never the same after that. I just remember they, I had one friend who had the NES, one who had the Super Nintendo, one who had a Sega Mega Drive and one who had and myself who had the Sega Master System 2. So oh I had all grounds covered. I was like, if I want to play those games, I'll go to his house. If I want to play these <laughs> games, I'll go to his house. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it worked we, I grew up in an area where we didn't have much money so you got one system and you fucking enjoyed it you know you didn't complain you well, just enjoyed it and uh, your friend yeah. you, 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 you say alright 
He's got the Super Nintendo, so I won't I won't ask for a Super Nintendo. I'll ask for something that he hasn't got because we lived at each other's house. You know, when you were kids and you lived at each other's yeah. houses, you're just like, all right, I'm going. My mates when I was a kid were Daniel Jones and Michael Mead, my two best mates. I'd be like, Mum, I'm going to Meadies. Yeah, sure. I'd come back six hours later. No issues, no whatever. Kids Absolutely. very rarely go to each other's houses anymore. They just play over online. You know what I mean? Like, it's all done that True. way. They're, still, they're hanging out, but not hanging out in person. They're hanging out online. But back in the day, it was like, all right, he's got that system, I've got that system. You, you had your grounds covered. <laughs> Get on your bike, go over to the other. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's the equivalent of... The lost, the lost art of socialising. <laughs> true. Not be, look, someone's got Netflix, I'll write on their account. But, you know, you can write on my Amazon Prime account yes. or whatever. Netflix, <laughs> yeah, Netflix or Disney Plus. I mean, I've got like... My Disney Plus is logged in that's like, Brendan, Nicola... John and Marsha, Stacey, <laughs> all these accounts, you know, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, right, so I think it's your turn to ask me a question. Oh, you asked me about the, the system. All right, my next question is, the doctor explains to uh, Sharon and uh, Randy, Randy, I was going to say, who stands that? Randy Marsh. Uh, Randy, the uh, effects of having chicken pox, right? And he says there will become a point where you think you're a particular celebrity. Which celebrity was it? Oh, damn, I must have missed that part. Here's a clue. Oh, David Duchovny. David Duchovny. You David Duchovny. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think I really have only one more question. That's one you'll probably get. All right. What, what is the word on Kenny's dad's hat? Oh, I think I've asked you this as a question before. It's scotch. It's scotch. It just yeah. says scotch. Yeah, and it's, 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 uh, well, that's another cool thing. It's, uh, I guess it's similar with most animated shows, though, that it's like they pick their attire and they just stick with it. Regardless of the scenario, yeah. they're, just, they're always wearing those clothes. <laughs> 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 All right, so that is trivia for Chicken Pox. We'll be right back, guys, after this short break with our review. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She is literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Are you tired of listening to people talk about something and would just rather hear two losers talk about nothing? Well, look no further than Talking Seinfeld, our podcast discussing every episode of the number one show of the 90s. Talking Seinfeld is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of Chicken Pox was August 26, 1998. It was written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and Trisha Nixon, and directed by Trey Parker. The episode mm. kicks off with uh, Shelly. She's in hospital with the chicken pox, or herpes on the face, as Stan would call it. And <laughs> Dude, the, you got herpes on your face. She's very sick because she didn't get it when she was young. And, you know, all the, the rumors were circulating that, that uh, Sharon's heard, you know, I've, I've heard this, you know, that if the kids don't get it when they're young, they could get very, very sick. And he explains how it's a form of herpes. Then Stan, uh, Stan's mum, Sharon, Sheila... And Leanne are all. Is it, it's Leanne, right? Not yes. Yeah. I, I, I always get confused with um with Kirk's uh, with Millhouse's mum, Luanne, Luanne on Simpsons, yeah. Leanne on South Park, and Leanne. Uh, they're discussing you know having the children play with that strange little boy Kenny. And uh, as you were saying <laughs> earlier, it comes from a place of love. It seems somewhat reckless, but you can see why parents did it. If they were told, if enough mothers were saying, "Oh, yeah, let's do it," mm. you would think, "Well, surely yeah. it must be okay." That whole wisdom of the crowd thing, yeah. And, you know, they, you sort of can understand their logic. It's like, well, if they get it now, it's not as bad as if they get it later when it's really bad. So, well, yeah, and it's just a, you know, a, a, a small home, problem okay. is better than a big problem. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've never actually heard, me personally, touch wood, of a child that I don't know of like, dying or being really sick from having chicken pox. And, like, none of my, no, fr- me neither. None of my like, friends were yeah. sick. But we were just itchy, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you stay home from school for a few days. Yeah, and watch Judge Judy and Ready Steady Cook and what was that? Oh, nice. another talk show. Ricky Lake was on at the time. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's probably worse than chicken pox. Uh, the uh, the boys, you know, they, they don't want to go to uh, to Kenny's house because it's it's in the ghetto. Yeah. You know, they don't, don't no way. Kenny's family lives in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, weak. so they um they end up going there. As he said, they literally crossed the tracks. In the ghetto, on the cold and grey Chicago morning, another little baby child is born in the ghetto. In the ghetto. Carmen singing in the ghetto is one of one of the true highlights in the history of South Park. It's just amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it was so good that I watched it twice. I went back and rewound it. I was like, that's just gold. Mm-hmm. 
it's funny. I mean, they're so heartless, but not in a cruel way about just the, you know, to be blunt, the shit state of the McCormick household. Well, by, by from their point of view. They're coming from a privileged home. That's why. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, they're kids with just no sensor or filter or anything like that. You know, when they, you know, asking about, uh, where is the video game system? Where is the Nintendo? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've got ColecoVision <laughs> hooked up to the black and white. T- Holy shit, this is like a third world country. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Even like when they're walking through the house and just, uh, uh, Kenny's brother's written his name on the wall, like Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, and there's like an engine block in the front yard, all that shit. Yeah, like I grew up in not a poor house, but we were just, you know, your average run of the mill, you know, we, we got by and we would get toys. I, I, I feel like we didn't have as much money to spend on holidays because I like to think, and this is what, this is my memory of my childhood, is that my parents spoiled us as much as they could because mm. they weren't spoiled as kids themselves. Yep. As a result, we didn't get to go on holidays and things like that. But there was a great line that my uncle Darren used at my nan's funeral. And it was that we never had much, but we never felt like we went without. Mm. That's kind of like how I felt. We never really had, we never really did extravagant things or whatever. Never went to fancy restaurants, but I never felt like I was without. And I think it's just because you just, you just learn to appreciate what you've got. And that was one thing my yeah, mum always still to me is, and I try to instill it in Elliot as well. It's, don't be annoyed by what you don't have. Just be happy you've got what you do have. And that's where, like, Kyle and I come from here. It's just, like, Cartman always gets what he wants. So, like, the idea of going to the ghetto, like you said, he's got no filter. He's, he's And Kyle is in a privileged household. His father's, you know, pretty well off, it seems, that way. So, they're not meaning to be cruel. It's just that, oh, this is annoying. We, we, we're used to having the good life. You know, we're used yeah. to having the good stuff. We don't want to go there. <laughs> There's a great line that I read recently. Um, I think these two authors, you know, fairly well-known were invited to uh, you know, a very lavish party held by this billionaire or whatever. And, you know, the billionaire's got everything, and one of the authors said to the other, it's like, you know, how does it feel knowing that, you know, this guy's probably made more today than you'll ever make in your lifetime writing and selling your books? And the other guy said, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy because I've got something that he hasn't, the knowledge that I've got enough. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I always thought, yeah, it's a really good thing to sort of live by. It's like, yeah, I don't. No, I'm, I'm. Yeah, as you said, I'm happy with what, with what I've got. It's yeah, it's an important thing to sort of realise. We just recorded before we recorded this our top ten Simpsons season sixteen episodes, and you asked me how my year's going so far. And I think I just had a realisation in this first week of this year of how lucky I am to have what I've got, and it's just sort of just changed my whole perspective on things. I think towards the end, maybe I was just tired and run down, but I felt I was focusing on the negatives. Mm. You know, the kids can sometimes be loud and crazy, and you know, this isn't working out so well, or whatever, and. I looked back and went, you know what? You've actually got it really fucking great. You know, you're married, you're happily married to to your best friend. You've got two kids who are healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they might be wild, but I've learned to sort of focus, I sort of learned to deal with their craziness in ways that don't result in more craziness and more of a happy household. And, you know, I've, I've got everything that I want. I, you know, I get to do podcasts with you fucking two, three days a week. Like, <laughs> I'm living the good life, man. Absolutely. Yeah, like it's just think I, 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 I think I just found this new uh, newfound appreciation for what I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. I, it's I, a good, I, it's a I good love way the fact be. that I'm able to, uh, in a way, earn a living talking about shows like South Park. Like getting there's listeners out there who are enjoying listening to hear and watching these shows that we, we've started South Park last year, and we started the Seinfeld podcast, and looking at the numbers and seeing these shows actually starting to grow now. It's like, hey, we're, we're doing something here. Absolutely. Anyway, enough about positivity. Let's get back to South Park. <laughs> it's all about negativity. Lord, we thank you for this staggering payload of frozen waffles you have bestowed upon us. And since we have been faithful to you, we know that you will send us some good fortune one of these days, even though you sure as hell seem to be taking your sweet time. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's dig in. That one's mine. That one's mine. What kind of side dishes will we be enjoying this evening with our frozen waffles? Am I to understand there will be no sad dishes? So, Kyle, your dad still bringing home those big, fat lawyer paychecks? I don't know. Stuart, don't even get started. What? I'm just asking a question. You know, your dad and I used to be best friends when we were teenagers. We even worked together at Pizza Shack. But he got promoted, went off to community college, and I didn't. And you know why? Because your dad's Jewish. (laughs) 
I had that. That ain't why, Sturt. It's because you are an alcoholic retard and he had dreams of not eating frozen waffles for dinner every night. Hey, is it my fault you don't know how to cook? What am I supposed to do with frozen waffles, clam head? You put them in the toaster, you cook them. You just don't know how to use spices and stuff. My waffle's done. My waffle's done. Now, Kevin, we ain't got enough for everybody. You have to split that with your brother. Oh, Jesus. Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, we don't say fuck at the table, you little asshole. Hey, we apparently don't say sad dishes either. <laughs> Kenny, honey, if you're gonna sneeze, sneeze on them. Huh? <laughs> Am I to believe there will be no sad dishes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. If I went to someone's house, I always learned to be, like, polite. But... Inside, you'd be like, fuck, frozen waffles. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on the waffles? Yeah. Here's the thing, and this, and obviously this wasn't touched on, but those fucking mothers couldn't send the kids with some food? Would that be seen as rude, though, to send the kids with food? Kenny's family would have appreciated it, in my opinion. I think so, but yeah, I think it's always the uh, sort of the blind spot of the, <laughs> of the middle class. It's like, eh, you know, will they, if I perform this act of charity or generosity or whatever, will it be viewed as uh, as patronising or helpful? Think you're better than me? Bringing your sad dishes? My sister had this friend who lived down the road when we were living over in Norlane here. I won't name, name her name, but she had a re- she was kind of like the Kenny of the street. She had a really, really rough life at home. So mum sort of took under her wing and she lived at our place for about six months, right? Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I remember she was like, her mother was supposed to like pay some money to my mum to look after her because she, she just got to the point where she was just like, okay, she can just live at your house then. I'll give you some money and you can, she can stay there. Because mm. they basically just didn't want her, right? Oh, golly. And it, yeah, it was horrible. And I remember once <laughs> my dad was at the door and her mother came to the door and gave my dad $10 to look after this girl for the week. And my dad, I'll never forget this. I was I, one of those moments in my childhood where I'm just like, what a boss. He grabs <laughs> the woman's pack of smokes out of a pocket, scratches them up and throws them in the bin. And I was like, he's like, if you can afford these, you can fucking afford to pay more money. And I was like, what a boss. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. It's like, it's one thing I learned from my childhood from moments like that. It's like priorities, you know, Hmm. put fucking focus on what's important first. And then you can enjoy the fucking extras like smokes and shit like that. But I I look back now, I think that poor girl, like she was just, well, her mum thought $10 was enough to look after for the week. Like, come on. (laughs) Bit weak. Weak. Weak indeed, yes, but yeah. So the kids are um basically they're there because the kids the parents want them to get because Kenny's got the um got the, the, pox. the pox of chicken the chicken pox, and he's sneezing so he calls uh, Kenny's mom tells him to sneeze on the kids, but I love here too, they get sent to the room and they've all got Terrence and Philip sleeping bags. Carmen just has the Urkel one. <laughs> Why were they annoyed about him having the Urkel one? Like, were, they, were they annoyed because it wasn't cool? Like what was the no, I think, what's, what, what's the I issue with having an Urkel sleeping bag? I don't know. I think there were probably occasions <laughs> it's like, you know, you've got your circle of friends. It's like, well, we're all on the same page here. We're all sort of, you know, varying, you know, varying degrees of cool, but we're all sort of on the same baseline. And if we get sounds like, we're hanging out with a guy who's got an Urkel sleeping bag, it's going to reflect badly on us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not cool. <laughs> um, one thing also, I did like, and it's a, right. I think it's a, just a really nice little sort of, I don't know, character bit. Because I don't think you see it in the other kids' rooms, but Kenny is the one who's a little more advanced or maybe just more of a little pervert. But he certainly... <laughs> he, he's looked at some play dudes. Yeah, absolutely. And in all the other kids' rooms, it's all like kitty posters. And Kenny has kitty posters as well, but he's also got a, like a couple of bikini shots. He's also got like a couple of cheesecake pictures up there. It's like, of course he would, you know. <laughs> I hate to be gross, but Kenny's probably the first of the crew who's had a wank. <laughs> 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 and then he's sort of telling his mates like you know there's something really awesome you can do <laughs> uh, but I skipped over though at the um, at the dinner table so that's where the whole, Stuart explains yeah. to Kyle about you know the, the difference in the rich and the poor but you, know, you guys have money because your dad's Jewish I heard that I heard that <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, so funny! God. But then we get Cartman dropping a fuck bomb. I'm like, so sometimes you're beeping this out, and sometimes you're mm. not. I can't work it out. But he drops the fuck bomb, and don't say fuck at the table, you little asshole. asshole. <laughs> we don't say sad dishes either, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Cartman is so funny, just so so mm. funny. Um, but anyway, yeah. So they've gone, they've gone to bed. Oh, look the Kenny, if you don't stop being so poor, I'm gonna start hucking rocks. <laughs> I love it though. Fairly poor household. 
Kenny's still got the clapper to turn the, to yeah, turn I the lights off. I noticed that as well. It's, just, it's, not, it's not actually acknowledged. It's just he has it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the clapper. <laughs> I like to think that, you know, at Christmas time, they get like one good gift. And like the clap light mm. was Kenny's gift. <laughs> Which is not exactly, probably wouldn't be the top of, you know, your average eight-year-old's wish list for Christmas. But uh, here you go, Kenny, you got a clapper. It made him seem like, so yeah. distinguished though, didn't it? He's oh, like, yeah. like, like, it's all it very elegant. Just like, <laughs> he has the control of the light. lights out. Stan now, unfortunately, has chicken pox, but his mom's very happy about it. He can't work out what's going on. Cartman's scratching. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but his mom's got calamine lotion for him, but she says, don't put too much on because it could be bad. And then Sheila and Gerald are confused. How is Kyle still healthy? Like, he was there for the night. <laughs> I thought they were going to play this up that... Um, Stan didn't get sick from going to what's it, uh, to Kenny's house, but he got it from kissing his sister. I am because she says kiss his sister and we're going. I thought well that's going to mean something, but it never actually sort of no, gets brought no, back up again. It just sort of it sets the thing for oh, gro- the grossness of contact, <laughs> which is a world we now live in, isn't it? In Not some ways, much. or was for a while. So they suggest that Kyle goes back to Kenny's house again. I don't wonder. I don't give a rat's ass about him, and I was like, that's not very nice, Kyle. Mm. What are you doing no. that for? Hey, Dad, is it true that you and Kenny's dad used to be best friends when you were young? Who, Stuart? Yeah, yeah, I guess we were. Well, how come Kenny's family eats frozen waffles for dinner and has rats on the floor, and we have a big house and lots of food? Well, because Kenny's family doesn't have as much money as we do. But why? If they're hungry and poor, why don't we just always give them half of our food? (laughs) Oh, boy, have you got a lot to learn. Sit down, son. You see, Kyle, we humans work as a society, and in order for a society to thrive, we need gods and clods. Gods and clods? Yes. You see, I spent a lot of time going to law school, and I was able to go because I have a slightly higher intellect than others. But I still need people to pump my gas and make my french fries and fix my laundry machine when it breaks down. Oh, I see. Gods and clods. That's right. So Kenny's family is happy just the way they are, and we're all a functioning part of America. He comes across like such a patronizing prick here, doesn't he? But it's, oh, as I've... you were saying earlier, it's just because he's just so used to getting living this way, he doesn't mm. see the issue with it. Because he's get, yeah. because he's because he's not on the wrong side of it. <laughs> but uh, I know the use of the term gods and clods is a particularly kind of grating. I mean, you, I think there's a, a less patronising way to explain about the haves and the have-nots. You know, the rich get richer, the poor get the picture kind of deal. But you use the term gods and clods. I need some people to fix my fridge and things. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: the guy fixing your fridge is probably on a pretty good wicket. No. Mate, we got our air conditioner fixed recently. The guy was up there for no no shit less than five minutes. It cost us $800. Oh, my God. Stan's now dead to the world. He's now in hospital, and they're fight- he's fighting with his sister over what to watch on TV, whether Passion Cramps or Terrence and Philip. <laughs> Terrence and Philip get a lot of airtime in this episode, I thought. They do. They've got their own little sort of B-plot. Yeah. Uh, Shelley squashes him in the bed to get her own way because he had the remote, and the doctor is very um, very upfront with um, with Sharon and Randy. Oh, you guys suck. For making I the love, kids I get love that. When you, they've explained their uh, their plan that they think is sort of like you know backed by medical science or or at least morality, like wow, you guys suck. <laughs> you, you did that. <laughs> We're now at Kenny's house and they've been playing for eight hours. Kyle and Kenny, and they can't think of anything else to do. So Sheila suggests Ookie Mouth, which sounds horrific. It's just, oh yeah, this I like. I had a full body cringe at that. Just, oh my god, that's so fucking gross. Yeah, but meanwhile, Kenny's mum is offering hot water because they don't buy into the hoity-toity rich folk stuff. <laughs> of like tea bags and coffee grounds. I love the voice of Kenny's mum, how it sort of, it, it, yeah. it sounds like it's been through tough times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, I think she's, the you know. hoity-toity rich folk stuff. <laughs> I think she's got that packet of smokes that your dad crushed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, she says her husband's a washed-up hunk of shit. You, you, you really feel sorry for Kenny when you watch this episode, don't you? Like he, oh, he seems like a kid a, who is smart. He's just in a shit lifestyle, in a shit household. Like he, he, if Kenny was given the what what Kyle was offered, he would yeah. excel. You know, oh, if he had the tools, yeah, yeah, he'd be he'd be running the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kyle said that you know he just can't do it. There's no way he, he can't say uh, what is it the Wookie mouth and swallow Kenny spit at the same mm. time. So uh, Sheila says, just just try doing, it, just try doing it, and then this is where Kenny's mum. What is Kenny's mum's name? I keep saying Kenny's mum. Let's have a look. Mrs. McCormick. What is her name? Because she only says Mrs. McCormick in this. Kenny's mum. Sheila, not Leanne. It is Carol McCormick. Carol. So Carol. Carol's okay. explained to Sheila because Sheila only met Gerald uh, once he, he'd 
left the pizza place, you know, when he was at school or whatever. Interesting. She explains how they were best friends, but then Stuart got stuck at the pizza place and Gerald left to go do do his own thing and study and whatnot. And Sheila suggests, well, it's, it's silly that they're not friends anymore. Let's 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 organize a fishing trip. Mm-hmm. Cartman now needs more lotion. He's covered in covered in the chicken pox. I remember having it and like it's super itchy. It's not fun at all. I have vague memories of it, yeah. 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 I think I think my mum did it early enough where I don't remember it so much. Like it was just like it was just it's on the fringe of my memory. I feel like when you get to like four or five, your brain just sort of goes, shoop, clean slate. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's watching Terrence and Philip and he's got the whole cancer bit there. Your ass is collapsing. <laughs> my ass? But yeah, I'm sorry, I just thought of something. Yeah, you know, when you talk about how your memories sort of before it's yeah. like it's like giving a kid glasses for the first time. I say this, I'm wearing my glasses. Oh my God, I'm a nerd. But, uh, you know, you hit four or five and it's all of a sudden, oh shit comes into focus. And that's when your memories actually sharpen. It's like, oh yeah, I remember oh. that. And everything before, like maybe the age of four or three or whatever, is kind of like, it's smudgy and blurry. And you yeah, can sort of okay. like, you've got an idea of what it is, but you're not 100% sure. And then, yeah, once you hit a certain age, it's like, oh no, I remember that distinctly. Yeah. 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 Very satisfying watching Cartman just sink into that bathwater lotion, isn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it just it, it makes you want to sort of like, oh wow, yeah, like a a bath with body lotion. That just sounds fantastic. <laughs> we're now at the uh, the fishing trip. Well, we're on their way, and Gerald. This is so great. Just the difference here. So Stuart has all the shit. Gerald's like, oh, I haven't, you know, I haven't been fishing for a long time. I had to go buy a rod, a reel, and a tackle box. Yeah, yeah, one of those. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, n- nothing better than a, a, a Saturday, like a weekend away or whatever. It's like when you're unemployed, weekends are meaningless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> also when you're a podcaster. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, you know, I'm not complaining. Uh, we're now at the school, and that's how you tell of a prostitute from a policeman. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? And, and Kyle is he's the only one there because every other kid is sick with chicken pox. But Mr. Garrison assigns the paper. Still got Mr. Twig, by the way. Hasn't got Mr. Hat back yet. Yeah, true. And yes. the paper is meant to be about how I would make America better. And he says he's going to be sending it home to all the other kids as well, including Stan, who's very pissed off by this. And then Sharon says, you know, it might seem cold and heartless now, but eventually you realise it's for your own good. It's like, ah, oh, Mr. Garrison just a sick weirdo. Yeah, he's like, what kind of sick weirdo is he? No, no, he really is. He is a sick weirdo, yes. He was, he was swimming around in shit a couple episodes ago. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. But the parents, uh, Sharon and Randy, they're off to Happy Burger for some milkshakes and movies. Kyle, meanwhile, is writing his paper. And I love the way they played up like you think Kyle is writing a good paper. Like you think yeah. it's, you think he's writing something good and it's like, and this is why I think America should be. And you think Kyle's learning his lesson here, right? And then he overhears Sheila talking to the doctor about how she, they're trying to force him to get chicken pox and he gets pissed off and leaves. We now cut back to the fishing trip and <laughs> Gerald's got his micro-brew sampler from Aspen. George <laughs> has got his beer. And this is what it's like. It's particularly if you go to see someone who you know from work all you have to talk about is work or a oh, mate yeah. from your childhood. It's like, yeah, so remember that time we did this and remember that time we did that? You've got nothing else to talk about. That's true. I mean, I've said before, I've got a circle of friends that I've known since I was about, you know, six or seven years old. And, you know, every six months or so we'll get together, you know, drink too much. There'll be a little bit of a catch up about recent events, but invariably it turns into war stories from when we were. You know, <laughs> war stories. <laughs> Yeah, to, well, when we were yeah, I know, yeah. you know, to when we were about eighteen, you know, yes. it's like, and occasionally another, you know, some new detail will filter in or get a, uh, yeah, embellished or whatever. But you know, essentially, we're just telling each other the same old stories. You know what's the best when you and your mates are telling a story, and it, it sort of gets more and more excessive as it goes on. But everyone just buys into it and just and just keeps going with the excessiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like next year, it's like you, you know, deep down your heart of hearts, that's not really how it went. But it's more fun this way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, just, yeah. you're creating your own legends. You buy into the legend. Yeah, it's great. But they discuss here the fort they built in the backyard, which is now what the McCormicks live in. <laughs> uh, Stan uh, has written his paper. And that's why Knight Rider is the best show in America. <laughs> oh, Kyle expi- explains to his parents, uh, explains to Stan that the parents made them get it. You know, uh, I've got a theory why. Why? Because they're a bunch of assholes. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> Cartman, meanwhile, is writing his. I hope that one day America could be more like Andor, where the Ewoks live. Andor is very cute. Mom, answer that! They have trees and Ewoks and barbecues, which is why I like Andor more than America. It's cute. 
I love this. How he wants America to be more like Endor. And at the end, because yeah. it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the fact that Cartman loves Star Wars Return of the Jedi, yeah. it just it tickled me. And <laughs> and he Endor. loves the yearbooks. Now, this is the thing. Growing up in the 90s, I had all of the Star Wars at my disposal, the original trilogy, mm-hmm. right? I liked the Ewoks. I was a big mm-hmm. fan of the Battle of Endor film when I was a kid. Really, really liked it. Watched it recently. Okay. It's a piece of shit. I can see why a lot of people, <laughs> adults, were furious as to why George Lucas went down that avenue with episode uh, three, or episode six, I should say. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it from a marketing perspective, it's pretty clever. Oh, yeah. And considering that George had, you know, the uh, the merchandising rights, it's like... Yeah, let's uh, let's create some characters that the kids are gonna uh, can't get enough of. Kaching, kaching, kaching. I saw an I saw an article recently that he sold Star Wars for four billion, but as a result of the stock that he got, like Disney stock, as part of the deal, that deal's now turned into almost ten billion. Oh, George, mm, fairly clever fella, <laughs> clever George. <laughs> he knows yeah. his shit, that man. I mean, the prequel trilogy, take it or leave it. The man was a genius at the time of the original trilogy, at least. Oh, yeah, look, and even the prequel trilogy, I mean, it's just, at least it's the work of an the individual original, original mind as opposed, to a, you know, as opposed to a whole bunch of market research. You know what? You know what you, 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 yeah, that's exactly right. You watch the prequels now and you go, oh, at least it's not The Force Awakens. <laughs> True, yeah. I mean, even Force Awakens is like... It was too, it was too much of a love letter. It was too, I, it I, I was liked it at the bit, time. Yeah. I liked it at the time. I really enjoyed it. But I was just riding yeah. high on the fact that it was a new Star Wars and it had the original yeah. cast members right. But then as time went on, I was like, it gave me nothing new. If I want to watch Star Wars, why watch The Force Awakens when I can watch a better version in A New Hope? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and particularly for someone like me who you know was an OG Star Wars nerd, it's like, well, if I want that nostalgia spike straight in the heart, then yeah, of course I'm going to watch the original Star Wars because it's going to make me feel like I felt when I was seven years old. Yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker, yeah. I'm here to rescue you. What? Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't read that great. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so Kyle and Stan enter, they tell Cartman the whole story and he's pissed off as well. He's going to kick his mum well, in the nuts. And they've got, is, they've that, got- is that when they, they come in and say, remember when we went to, to Kenny's or something? Go, I remember frozen waffles with no sand dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's very sassy in this one, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Uh, But they've got an idea on how to get back at the parents. Because they say, don't kick her in the nuts, we've got a better idea. Well, I'm sure you'll find another job soon. Something will come along. Not that easy. You were lucky. Now, now, I I wasn't lucky. You had rich parents. You got to go to that expensive community college. Hey, I worked my ass off to get to where I am today. I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to be somebody, too. I just wasn't born with a silver enema up my ass. You're just jealous. You're a bitter old drunk, just like your father. Ow! Now, don't make me do that again. Ow! You son of a bitch! Ow! 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 I worked my ass off to get what I've got. And it's like, you did, but you also had the tools at your disposal in order to start working. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) um, But that's not necessarily Gerald's fault. But... Gerald should also be understanding and caring from Stuart's perspective that hmm. you should be thankful and appreciative that you had the tools. You did work hard, that is true. But Stuart is not less of a person because he didn't have the tools at his disposal. True. There's a great line, the lovely Louise and I watched this miniseries called Little Fires Everywhere. It's in the vein of Big Little Lies and had Reese Witherspoon and all that stuff. It was all right. It was a bit soapy. Uh, but it had a really good line in it where Reese Witherspoon says to her housekeeper, you know, who, who's kind of laying it on her that, you know, you're, you're in a pretty privileged position here. And Reese Witherspoon says, I made good choices. And the housekeeper says, no, no, you had good choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly right. Bang on. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I Up hear yours, that. Reese. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> We're at the hospital. Stan is missing. He's left. And the doctor explains he could die if he doesn't get the antibiotic shot. I love and, I like- and it won't be an easy death either. <laughs> I like the description of the death. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Oh, my God. Our son ran away. Will he be okay out of the hospital? Oh, sure, sure. But we have to get him back soon. If he doesn't get his antibiotic shot today, he could die. Die? Yes, die. It won't be an easy death, either. The chicken pox will slowly move down his trachea into his lungs. Okay, well, well, let's go look. As he chokes for breath, the pox will move through his inner ear into his brain, making him think he's David Duchovny. Oh, God, no. I'm, I'm sure he couldn't have gone far. Now moving on all fours and wheezing uncontrollably, his cellular structure will regress into a gelatinous mass of... 
Gerald then arrives home and Sheila says that, you know, well, he says to her, why would he invite me on a fishing trip if he doesn't, if he's going to be an asshole about it or a bastard? And <laughs> Sheila says, you know, well, I, I actually set it up. And he calls her out for it. He's like, just like you're deceiving Kyle. You know, and that hasn't worked out for you either, has it? Well, I'm doing the best I can. I'm like, <laughs> I kind of feel sympathetic for Sheila here. I kind of do because everything she's doing here seems like common sense. They're, they're best friends. It, it seems like, you know, of course they're yeah. going to be friends again as, they're, as adults. But the thing is, if you spend that much time apart, you live separate and, lives. Yeah, and your you paths diverge anymore. that much. Absolutely. No, you're not, yeah, not going to have shit in common anymore. And uh, The only memories you have are why you're not friends anymore. Yeah, you realise that you're, you're that far away from what you used to be and it's only going to, yeah, want you to <laughs> suplex the other person, which, uh, which they do during their fight. Gerald then finds Kyle's paper. Basically, just they turn him into Hitler. <laughs> we get rid of all the poor people. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but Kyle was coming from a good place, basically, because he was just mm. like, it's not that he wants to kill the the poor people, but he's like, let's rid the world of poor people. That oh way, God. there won't be anyone suffering anymore. Like he wasn't meaning it in a bad way. He, like he meant he meant good, but it's horrible. And <laughs> Gerald realizes, oh shit, what have I done here? So uh, he, he has to go fix this. Meanwhile, Terence and Philip is being watched by Chef. They're having an anal transplant, and they somehow make an anal transplant emotional. <laughs> it's mine it's mine philip it's my ass <laughs> we will share the same ass have we have we seen this weird ass green lady chair that chef has been in i mean i think we've talked in the past about you know chef will have like weird erotic art on his wall but you know this chair is just like something out of star trek it's like a original front, yeah yeah i think we may have seen it star- I think we may have seen it not too sure but yeah i mean he tells the boys about frida on Main Street. <laughs> what, what did I just do? So Stan's parents, they're, they're looking for the boys and the, the, the boys, they go in the corner, the boys come around, they see Frida, $10 for a lay, $5 for, and she says something, but she coughs at the same time. I didn't quite pick it up on it. <laughs> I think they're probably censoring themselves. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to speculate what it might be, but I imagine it's a blowjob. <laughs> yes. Then we get a montage of her spreading herpes to the parents with I'm a Believer, Neil Diamond's track sung by the mm. monkeys. Is this the first time we've had an actual song on South Park? Maybe not. I think so. Oh, in montage form, I think it is. Mm. Anyway, it just, it just seems like it's like such a such a well known song. It just felt somewhat out of place on um on South Park. Yeah, especially because you know on The Simpsons they've been going wild with the um with the soundtrack uh, cues recently. On season sixteen, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this feels um yeah a little bit unusual for uh, for South Park, but good. I mean, it, yeah, it it works in the context of the scene. It's got the nice sort of you know jaunty little energy to it i mean it's something i love about this scene as well is just the all the smiles on everyone's faces (laughs) yeah particularly when um oh frida's you know rubbing her face all over mrs cartman's Cartman's behind just going yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) which pays off in a moment so um the parents all arrive to take the kids to take stand the hospital because he will die he doesn't get his shot kyle meanwhile passes out now we have all four Mm. boys in the uh in, in the hospital they somehow are taking the blame. It's like, oh, we're sorry for you know for, for playing with herpes, for playing with chicken pox. The parents enter. They all have herpes on their on their mouth. You little rascals, except for <laughs> Mrs. Cartman, because she has it somewhere else. I love the, <laughs> the end. Uh, I have it somewhere else. Yeah. Cartman's so happy that his mum's got herpes somewhere else. <laughs> but they realise here that they were wrong for deceiving them. You know, we should have told you and should have made you a part of the decision, not just done it without you. And um, then Gerald apologises to Stuart. And that's where we get the, we're going to need a lot more calamine lotion. Calamine all lotions. laugh. <laughs> Kenny dies and they all laugh again. Pause for a second. Everyone starts laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like that, you know, I think traditionally on South Park up to this point, it would have been, hey, I learned something today, but they didn't have it this time around. I think it works a bit better. The, but they seem to have stopped that now, haven't they? Yeah. I think they realised it's like, oh, that works. That worked well initially, but. Now we know what kind of show we are, and you should know what kind of show we are by now. So we don't have yeah. to be quite that obvious with it. Let's just take the Mickey out of traditional sitcom resolutions with, you know, a cheesy ass punchline, and you know, with a a kind of a dark tinge because Kenny dies in there, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, thumbs up for Chicken Pox for South Park. Another very entertaining episode from season two. The next episode for Going Down to South Park, we are going to be reviewing. Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like oh, an episode Rog. right up your alley, sir. Indeed. Oh, Rog. <laughs> he probably should have laid off the fatty foods. I saw you put a tweet out um, yesterday how he, he got one wrong. 
Well, yeah. So I, someone else put up this screen cap of uh, the Siskel and Ebert TV show from back in the eighties, where they and they were reviewing John Carpenter's The Thing, bona fide classic. Gene uh, gave it a thumbs up. Rog did not like it. So uh, yes, I of course had to put that up on Twitter saying, "Ebert, wrong side of history." Let <laughs> <laughs> listeners know, by the way, what is your Twitter handle so they can follow you? Oh, I'm at Robert Guy Davis. One word, Robert Guy Davis, at Robert Guy Davis. Also, guys, follow us on Twitter as well, at South Park TV Pod. You can also send us a question at southparkmailbag at gmail.com. If you do have some questions for us, any question at all, South Park or whatever, a question for Guy and myself, southparkmailbag at gmail.com. Please also continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do find this podcast, wherever you do listen to it, we would appreciate your support that way. And if you do, if you do have the financial uh, means to support us that way, you can either be a PayPal supporter with uh, sending us a donation to fourfingerdiscount at outlook.com or you can become part of the Going Down the South Park family by joining the Four Finger Discount family at patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. The link for that is in the description of this podcast. But this has been Chicken Pox. Next episode is Roger Ebert should lay off the fatty foods. Mr. Davis, any final words for those incredible listeners out there? Only three. In the get it.